what helps me blend these two together and do it successfully is really prioritizing myself first and foremost. Because when I became a mom, one thing that like really struck me was how everyone just started taking me as a mom. And to me, I was like, but I was a person for many, 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 many years. I became a mom at 34. So I was a person for 34 years before I became a mom. And while the child is incredible and I love her to death, I have been a person for much longer than I've been a mom. And I want to remember what it's like. You are now tuned in to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. I'm your host, Felicia, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my mompreneur journey along with strategies that will help you build your online business operations in a sustainable way. The goal is to help you build a business that fits into your lifestyle as a mom who values putting family first. We will also hear the experiences and expertise of other moms with service-based businesses. You'll get a peek into our journeys so you'll know that you aren't alone. Motherhood gets hard. Entrepreneurship gets hard. But together, we can do hard things. Welcome to the suite. All right. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode. Super excited about this episode. We have a special guest with us, Anastasia Orudas. Did I get the last name right? Yes, you did. Okay. I tried to put my little layer on there. <laughs> but let me introduce you to Anastasia. She is a trailblazer on a mission. She is a rest coach empowering entrepreneurs to put themselves and their people first to become richer in time energy, and money, even if they are too busy to remember to pee during the day. That is such a real thing. She is not your regular life coach. She is a risk manager and business advisor with over 13 years of corporate experience who has started her own business to find more flexibility and freedom in her life and set an example for her four-year-old child that rest is a good thing. Her unique framework, You Deserve Rest, works like magic for her clients who are looking for richer and more joyful lives. With her support and guidance, you can wave goodbye to 24-7 hustle culture and grow your business without exhaustion and burnout. I love that so much. Anastasia, welcome. How are you? Hi, Felicia. Thank you so much. it's, It's an honor to be here. I love your podcast and I'm so excited to to talk to you and to have your listeners tune in to what we're discussing today. Yes, I'm so excited. So I, you know, I read your bio, gave a brief intro, but just tell us a little bit more about you and your business. Sure. I recently realized that I'm a professional procrastinator. You know how people are like, oh my God, I don't want to be procrastinating. I'm like, yes, you want to be procrastinating (laughs) because procrastination is actually a gift we give to our brains. And that's what I do as a rest coach is I help my clients get more confident that they deserve rest, that they deserve to take the time that they need to process whatever is happening in their life, whether it's to pause, to pee, because so many times, especially as moms, we know how it is, right? You can't close the door. You can't do anything. It's just like the kids are constantly on you. And I'm like, no, child. This is mommy's time. Mommy does it. But like you mentioned, I've been in corporate. I'm a Ukrainian immigrant to the U.S. I 
came almost 10 years ago. Next year, it's going to be 10 from Ukraine because I married a man I love. And I showed up here with no connections. I don't have anyone, but let me figure it out. You know, I got my job and I was relatively happy, but then I had a child and then COVID happened and I was like, there was nowhere to escape. I don't know about you, but I live in San Francisco and in San Francisco, you get super tiny apartments. And when your child starts to walk and you have to sit in meetings seven to six, because everyone's on the East Coast and Pacific doesn't, no one cares about the people in the Pacific. I was like, okay, how do, where do I escape? How do I escape? How do people do it? And I started thinking, okay, what, what can I create? And I created a travel business. And then later on, I created my rest coaching business because I saw the need in the world to take this whole prioritization self away from just time management, the way a lot of coaches do and talk about is that, oh, only if you like time manage yourself better or if your mindset is better. I'm like, it's not really just that. Yes, those things help. But the reality is that it's, it's really different. And which is what I do with my business is I will like dive really deep with my clients. I work one-on-one mostly at this time. And we dive into what is really stopping you from resting. Because I, I, I put on my, as my former employer used to say, I put on my risk management hat when I do that. Because the reality is we all have stories in our heads, right? You know how kids are scared of monsters on, under the bed? As adults, we grow up, but we don't get rid of those monsters. And so I'm here to help you work with those monsters, name those monsters, and Make them your friends in a way, maybe not friends, but at least make a way for them to not trigger you into such panic every time I say the word, you need rest or you deserve rest. That is so good. I just think it's so important, the message that you are spreading. And I love how you said it's just not always about time management because sometimes You might just have too much going on and time management is not going to help that or you just need to pause or rest, which is what you focus on. And so I know a lot of times for entrepreneurs and moms, rest a lot of times, it gets put on the back burner. So in your experience from the conversation that you've had, what are the reasons for that? What is stopping us from being able to rest every day? So it's really interesting because Everyone is different and obviously everyone's situation is different for what really is stopping us to rest. But this is uh, what I've seen with my clients and in my network is that it's those unfaced monsters that I mentioned earlier. It's really those stories in our heads, something like the worst case scenario of if I stop for a moment, the world will stop spinning and all the balls will fall down and everything will break. And so I cannot. And what I every time try to encourage, and I do it, I would love you listeners to remember that as well, is that, first of all, the world will not stop spinning because that's just not how it's set up. You're not the center of the universe. You might be the center of certain things. But as I've learned from corporate life is, unfortunately, outside of our families, we are replaceable. I had, in my last year in corporate, I had my boss die unexpectedly. Like one day we were talking, everything was fine. And then the next day, 
my boss's boss comes into the team meeting and he's like, unfortunately, he passed away. We're like, is that a joke? He's like, why would I joke about that? You know, but we were in such a shock because there was no like lead time where he was sick or anything like that. It's just like, boom. And you know what happens, Felicia, was that jobs get replaced, right? Like we won't be replaced as moms if we die, right? And that's why I do what I do because we won't be replaced as moms when we die. And I don't want us dying unnecessarily. And American Institute of Trust, do you know reports how many deaths related to work stress? Every year, 120,000 people die from work-related stress. Wow. So is it doom and gloom? No, it's not all doom and gloom because we can't take action, but it's like, it starts with really uncovering what's behind those worst case scenarios. And so using my unique You Deserve Rest framework, we actually do this work with my clients all the time where we uncover the stories and we create mitigation plans. It doesn't mean, mean that your plan has to be like, hundred steps, you know, super, super deep developed, but at least to the point of you have a child, I have a child, right? If an emergency happens and you can't take your child with you, do you know who is the person you would first call to be like, hey, can you look after my child right now? And if you don't have that person, like who can be that person? Who can we build trust with, right? How can we start building that village? So thinking through things like that, whether you're a parent, whether you're an entrepreneur is really crucial. And risk management is not only for the big corporations. Risk management is really needed for all of us, which is why it's like this crucial part of my framework and of how I do business. Yeah, there, there's so much to unpack there. I think we get caught up in our day-to-day -day and in our goals and trying to pursue all these things that we're trying to accomplish that Sometimes it escapes us that we are not replaceable as moms. And I think it's such, um, it's a reality check, right? And so you need to do the things while you're here to take care of yourself so that you can be here for your children and still be able to pursue those goals, right? But do it in a sustainable way. Um, so you also were talking about how people go through experiences based on how they grew up or their past or what they've been exposed to. And a lot of people, for them, it's like rest is not a good thing and you need to always be working. You have to be working hard to get to some level of achievement. And so how can people begin to uh, just shift their mindsets to embrace the concept of rest being a good thing? I love this question because many times I hear people talk about how well, rest is a luxury. It's only available to either millionaires or people who have done it all. And we're allowed to rest as moms only when we retire, if we burn out or on Mother's Day, right? I don't know any other day when we are actually allowed to potentially not do the chores. But to really start shifting uh, into rest being a good thing, I want to invite all of your listeners to really look at your children because children are really joyful when they're rested, right? Like when they're fed, when they're loved, they explore the world. They have the energy to surprise us with all the things. Somehow when we grow up, we are told that, hey, this is childhood behavior. Like playing is childhood behavior. 
stopping and smelling the roses is not something you need to be doing. Well, maybe you can do meditation, but then meditation has to be in a box of a certain kind. I, I build my framework on a concept of tiny experiments with rest. What it is, is introducing and finding really intentional moments of rest every day versus just thinking, oh, when I go on vacation, I'll recharge. It's like when you're in drought and you dump a cup of water, you know, and, and your body is like Bleh. spewing it out instead of actually digesting it. That's what vacation does to us when we form of deal it with all the things that need to happen because everyone else on Instagram is doing that. I have friends and clients be like, can one moment a day make a difference? Yes. If you do it consistently, can you find 60 seconds? All of you listeners, can you find 60 seconds to give yourself today to just stare out the window or maybe smell something that would bring your senses back into the realm of like, hey, I like this or hey, I don't like this. But give yourself that moment because when you look back six months from now, if you don't do anything, you'll be in the same place or worse, right? Like you continuously go into more and more exhaustion. But if you start bringing even one minute a day, your outlook change. You start looking forward to that one minute. You start looking forward then to be like, oh, so I've been practicing with one minute. Can I do two? Maybe I can do five. Maybe today I can find something else. And expanding that by really bringing in joyful experiences. It's not about, oh, how can I rest the right way? There is no right way. That's why rest is like so unique to each person is that you need it just as much as you need work. Think of it as nutrition if you don't want to think about it from a joyful perspective. Think about it as food. You need sleep. When you deprive yourself of sleep, your body breaks down. When you need food, your body breaks down. When you need water, your body breaks down. This is just three essential things. But we somehow have been told that rest is just like, we, we can thrive on coffee. But start small. Do it often and create accountability with, with someone who you trust so that you can enjoy it and don't have to explain yourself in a way that feels yucky, in a way that feels like you're not doing your homework. Do it with a friend where it's like, oh, today I'm going to do this. Make a list that's like, what are small things I can give myself that will bring me joy and nu nutrition. So that's, that's my invite for everyone. I love that you said that there's no right way to do rest. I think we're always looking for, you know, how am I supposed to do this? Like, however, it feels good for you. So I love that you have your framework, but it's not rigid as to where it's like you need to do X, Y, and Z at these times and in this way, right? It's, it's however... Like you said, what brings you joy? And in small ways and small moments throughout the day, like a minute, you know, sometimes I think people get overwhelmed with concepts because they seem so big and you have to do so much. When you were talking, you were mentioning about finding joy in its small moments. And I got to a place where I had to do that for myself. My daughter, she's home with me all day. And like you mentioned, they're just attached to you and it's hard to find those moments where you can breathe and exhale. And so I realized I have to find these moments for myself. Otherwise, it's just not going to be good for she or I. 
And so I had to figure out, you know, what that was for me. And sometimes it could just be going outside for a few minutes and being outside in nature and breathing and not having a phone attached to me. And it's just quiet, right? It's just finding those things that that make sense for you, that bring you joy, that bring you calm. So I absolutely, absolutely love that. And so we know with your business, um, you're helping people with embracing this concept of rest. But for you personally, besides rest, (laughs) what has been really helpful for you in managing this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship? Well, for me, and it's interesting you say about your two-year-old daughter, because like sometimes it's for calm and sometimes I'm like, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to scream, you know, I'm going to scream for a moment, but I'm also teaching that to my child that like, hey, you don't need to hold that inside because some days you need the calm and some days you don't. Some days in some moments you need something else. And this is what helped me was kind of with this journey as I'm evolving, both as a mom, my child is four, and as a, an entrepreneur, is that I treat every day as an experiment with the data together. Like, I love feeding my brain, and I, this is one of the kind of tools I give to my clients. It's like, your nervous system is taught constantly by everything you show. You show it that rest is a bad thing. It learns that rest is a bad thing. And next time you think about resting, it either gives you a headache or gives you some kind of somatic, you know, representation in your body or something breaks somewhere. So you either compress or the only way you know how to rest is when you sleep, right? So teaching your nervous system that there is a different way of doing things, that you deserve it, is the journey for me as well as the journey for my clients, right? Like I kind of, evolve as I go through this experience because I want my child to know that hustle is not the only way, that mommy is not always busy. I've heard this terrible phrase that 20 years from now, only your kids will remember your busy back. Yeah. And I was like, yes, there are moments and intentional time when I'm doing business, when I'm focusing on certain activities. And then there are times when I can play with my child and I don't, or I take care of myself. Like if I go get a money petty, you know, I don't excuse it as I'm busy. I tell my child I'm going to get a money petty. Or my personal joy is like what helps me blend these two together and do it successfully is really prioritizing myself first and foremost. Because when I became a mom, one thing that like really struck me was how everyone just started taking me as a mom. And to me, I was like, but I was a person for many, 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 many years. I became a mom at 34. So I was a person for 34 years before I became a mom. And while the child is incredible and I love her to death, I have been a person for much longer than I've been a mom. And I want to remember what it's like. But it had been like a cultural shift. Like I had to make others think of me as a person as well and be like, I'm going on a trip myself. I was telling you that before we started. It's like this fall, I'm taking a really extended solo trip. Like I love solo trips. I do solo getaways every quarter for myself. This is a non-negotiable for me where like for two nights, I book a hotel somewhere pretty and I just chill and do brain dumps, you know, and look at something and eat the food the way I want it. Not when my child is like, mommy, give me this, mommy, give me that. Or, I don't know, someone is like, 
found emailing me. I'm like super excited. And up until now, I've told my child that, hey, mommy will come back. It's okay. Like we've done that risk mitigation over the years by starting small and expanding it into longer trips. But to many entrepreneurs I see in my, uh, especially in my client circles that taking time off outside of doing business seems very scary and close to impossible because like we talk, this, the scary monsters are sitting in the head and no one gets them checked. No one plans for them. There are no systems. I know you love the systems, right? But there are no systems to support them or the systems that are there only rely on them being there all the time because how can I live only I know the right way to feed my child or to do this? I'm like, yeah, but if you step away for one minute, see if your child dies, right? Like, or not. And, and by child, I sometimes also mean the business because many, many entrepreneurs feel that their business, they don't feel it. They don't want to call it that, but they're like, this is my mission. I'm like, yeah, but you treat it as your child. If you can't step away, you treat it as a small newborn child who can't walk and who can't fend for themselves. Yeah. You've given us like a whole master class here today. I'm just like, oh, go ahead. Keep talking. <laughs> I know. My coach loves me for that. She's like, please don't sell everything. Like, yeah, but I just flows out of me. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Now, the um, you mentioned about being able to go away. And yes, I do love the whole systems piece. I talked about that in an episode I just released, how you can even have systems for your home and how having a simple system it was literally just having a schedule for my daughter and it was like home SOP. So I had peace of mind that, and I, whoever was watching her, she went away for a week one time and then her grandparents came and watched her for a weekend. They had this system that I had developed over time for her, but it gave me the peace of mind that in my absence, she would be taken care of to my standards. But that information, links for you to be able to connect with Anastasia, that will be in the show description. So make sure you guys check out her links. Before we go, we know people come in challenged with the whole idea of rest and embracing rest. But share with us just some of the success stories that you've seen with people who have embraced it and how their lives have changed because they have gravitated and embraced the concept that rest is good. One of my recent clients was able to rewind for what she calls being a slave to her email. You know, that feeling when you have to be checking it all the time because what if something emergent shows up? And she has a doula business, so there is a real urgency behind it at some point. But we had to uncover like what's in it and how the process is set up right now. And she was able to create a system where she communicates it's, it's a boundary in a way, Felicia, where she communicates to her clients, hey, if you have an emergency, this is how you reach me. In every other situation, this is when I respond to my emails, like it's once a day or whatever. And with her, because again, as I said, boundaries are habits. It's a habit of checking email all the time, right? It was impacting her family life because she would always be feeling either bad for missing her son's game because she's on her phone or for feeling bad that she's missing an email because she's on her son's game. And so she got to a much more calmer and excited place because 
she established the system. She saw that her clients are actually not hating her for it. She was able to get more peace of mind overall, as well as the process became more consistent for her, for her assistant to even be able to respond. But those stories I love. Another one is that a client came to me and was like, I have two teenage kids and they're home for summer. They don't want to do any camps. And I have all this business to run. Like, how can I entertain them? I'm like, why do you have to entertain them? Was my first question because like they're teenagers, they can do stuff, right? She's like, yes, but they, you know, unused to them. Like, okay, have you ever given them control? You know how we as adults will love to control it. And we always wanted to get it right so that we don't give it to children to try. I'm like, try giving your kids reins for the day, for the week to either meal plan, you know, figure out how to feed a family, how to go shopping for a family or search, go into a restaurant or do things like that so that they can at least understand more adult aspects of life. Then they can be like, oh, this is what actually takes mom to make all the food, whether it's snacks for lunch or dinner time or whatever, like the meal planning, the prepping, the cooking. I'm like, give them the reins of making a mess, right? Like allow them that to experiment with that. She was like, oh my God, they created all these things. Then they went camping. The son caught a fish that they were like frying on a, you know, campfire that she's like, I've never seen them so like excited and engaged. I'm like, yeah, and you have your time because rest is the way I look at it is like really taking care of yourself is like, how can I give myself time back? Like we can make the money back, right? But you can't make more time. You can free up time by choosing to do something else, which is what kind of the underlying principle under everything I do is like, we choose most of the things that happen to us. We choose to be in meetings that drain us. We choose to allow our kids to trample on our pee time or our bath time or our quiet time because we're like, well, my child will scream. I'm like, yeah, but if you start small and you train them to be like, hey, mommy, need this moment, your child will start understanding they're human. They understand logic. And so I love when my clients kind of get the confidence and they try it. But the biggest thing is like, keep on trying. Because, you know, even if you like food or if you like a system today or if it works today, it might not work tomorrow, Felicia, right? Your two-year-old was a completely different person even three months ago and she will continue changing and your perfectly aligned system that you left for your grandparents will shift because if you keep it that way, you'll be like, but this is for the two-year-old. Now she is three and this doesn't work for her anymore. We review strategies as entrepreneurs. Everyone talks about like quarterly reviews and annual reviews and... We don't review our rest strategies. We don't review our, like, am I overwhelmed by the number of workshops I'm taking this week? Am I overwhelmed by the things that I thought that brought me joy in last quarter and now I hit them? It's okay. But if we don't pause, we don't notice. We just keep on running and we keep on spinning and the grind cycle just keep on perpetuating. And then we die, sadly. Or we sit on the deathbed and be like, oh, I wish I worked class. That's your chance to work class. Like, decide when enough is enough. You are in control to do that. I can show you how to do that, how to identify that enoughness 
how to make it so safe for you to be like, oh yeah, I know I've done enough today or this week and I need a break, right? You just said so many good things, even to the point about things are going to change. And you're talking about my whole schedule for my daughter. It did change from when she was younger. And I talked about that in the episode as well. Like when she was younger, it was a certain thing. And as she got older, it had to evolve because she changed and she operated differently. And I couldn't hold on to this system that I had created because it's a continuous improvement type of situation. Um, And even with the bathroom thing, like these are real, like they seem small, but they show up in your life and you realize like how you do things in one area is kind of how you do them in all. And so even with the bathroom thing, she did, she used to come into the bathroom with me, but small improvements, small changes, like you said, I was like, okay, like she doesn't need to be in the bathroom with me. So I would bring her in there and let her play with her toys. And I'm like, no, she doesn't need to be in here. And so slowly I would just, you know, leave her in the bedroom with her toys and stuff. And she was fine. Like she was fine. It's not going to be the end of the world when we change things to the betterment of ourselves to give us the rest that we need, the breaks that we need. So, you know, I just love your entire message and what you stand for. Let people know how they can connect with you and where they can find you. Awesome. Uh, my name is Anastasia Rutus. I am a rest coach and you can find me at rest.coach. It's R-E-S-T dot C-O-A-C-H. You can find all of the information, my email, my social media, I'm mostly on LinkedIn. Uh, I have some Instagram and Facebook, but all of it is there as well as ways to work with me and the free challenge that anyone can join. You're welcome to do so. Only your email is required because it's an email kind of sequence that guides you through finding moments of rest and finding those small intentional moments of some clients call it mindfulness. So if you want to get richer in time, energy and money, come to me because I have the skills, I have the tools because you deserve it. You deserve it every day. You deserve it. Love it. So amazing. Anastasia, thank you so much for coming and chatting and sharing with us today. All of her information, as I mentioned, will be in the show description. So make sure you sign up. And guys, if you ever have the chance to email Anastasia, she has the best email responder ever. (laughs) Right? You love it. And it's like, people, I'm taking my time slowly to respond. So don't be a slave to your life. Thrive it and enjoy it. Thank you, Felicia, for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys for being here in the episode with us. And we will see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you do us a favor? Leave a review on iTunes and share with other moms in business like you. Help us spread our message and empower others who are at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship. 